that conference ladies, all right? But you know what? I'm going. You know it's good. Amen. First Timothy 6, 12, we've been on a series for a while. How many of you have been blessed by this series on enemies of faith? First Timothy 6, 12 says to fight. Everybody say fight. Fight the what? Fight the good fight. You know how many times it mentions fight here? Fight, fight, fight. We're in a fight, but it's a good fight. How many of you know when you get whooped, it's not a good fight? It's a good fight because the work is finished. We win, right? So if there's a fight to faith, there must be enemies to our faith. So we're dealing with enemies, what I consider uh, great. Not that this is uh, an exhaustive list of all the enemies. There's a lot of things that can be enemies to to your faith. But these are some major ones, okay? Enemy number one is a lack of knowledge of the word of Christ. Enemy, enemy number two is a failure to act like what? God's word is true. Enemy number three, being governed by sense, knowledge, evidence. That's a biggie, isn't it? I mean, they're all biggies. That's why I call them, these are enemies, faith's greatest enemies. These are some big ones because the circumstances can cause you to think that God is not doing anything, that he's not working things together for your good. You think that the weapons are prospering. <laughs> How many of you know it looks like the weapons are prospering? It looks like it. But we walk, we learned that to walk by faith and not by sight is to walk by the word and not by the senses. So I can navigate through the storm because I got my eyes on the prize. I got my eyes on the word right in the midst of the storm. I'm an instrument rated believer. I'm flying by the instruments just like a pilot when it's foggy and he can't see the runway, he got to be instrument rated. He can't say, oh, my gosh, I can't see the runway. How many of you, you want a pilot freaking out during that time? When you're sitting in that plane, you want your pilot navigating and looking at his instruments. You want him to be instrument rated. Enemy number four, a lack of patience. Oh, man, this, uh, hit, uh, this, this will hit some of you right between the eye, but in a good way. You know the chastening of the Lord is not putting sickness and disease on you or taking stuff away from you. The Bible says it's the goodness of God that leads you to repentance. I mean, he, 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 he wants to show you his goodness. God doesn't cause bad things to happen to you to teach you something. It's his goodness that leads you to repentance. And then there's the chastening of the Lord. And how does he chasten you with the word? He helps you to um, change your thinking. People say, Pastor, don't you believe in repentance? You don't talk about repentance. Well, people are repenting all the time. I mean, in this ministry, people are repenting all the time because people are receiving the word. Repent, 
Repentance doesn't mean come to the altar and bawl and squall and cry. Repentance means to change your mind. Now, you might cry when you see what all God has for you when you've been believing wrong. You've been believing that you had to be sick and broke and poor and busted and disgusted and frustrated and discouraged. And then you find out that God doesn't want you to have none of that mess. He wants you to be free and live a life of freedom and prosperity and victory and joy and, and peace and, and healing. And, and you learn that the gospel is the power of God to your salvation, deliverance, preservation, healing, safety, and soundness. Man, then when you hear that good news and you change your mind, it might cause you to cry because you learn how good God is. Amen. So, yes, repentance is going on right now. Some folks, I'm just frustrated. Pastor, when's it going to happen? See, you have need of patience. And you need to know what to do in the midst of the storm. I'm going to show you what to do while you wait. Between the time, see, Jesus said, when you pray, believe, you receive, and you shall have. What do you do between the time you believe you receive, that's the faith part, and you shall have, that's, oops, there it is. Oop, there it is, right? Okay, so, so what are you doing between that time? Okay. You wait, and there's a way to wait. You don't wait with frustration. You don't wait with anger. You don't wait with discouragement. What is going to encourage me? Well, we walk by the word, not by the senses. We're instrument rated. When the storm is raging. Anybody been there? It's kind of quiet and tranquil and peaceful right now. I'm talking about, I'm helping you. I'm going to get in there right there and there with you. Some of you right now, you can't concentrate because you you thinking about all this stuff is coming against you. I'm, I'm, I want to direct your attention to the instruments, to the Word of God. We walk by the, that's how you walk by faith, walk, walking by the Word. Faith in the Word is synonymous term. We walk by the Word, not by the senses. We walk them by the Word. What is the Word? The Word tells me that I have victory, even though it doesn't look like it. There ain't one. Say ain't. There ain't one weapon. There ain't one. That's a little closer. Be a little, better, <laughs> little bit better than what I had it before. But ain't one weapon. Thank you, Lord. No. It can't prosper. Well, it looks like it's prospering. See, it's good to sing that in church, right? We singing and we dancing and all that kind of stuff. But when the stuff hits the fan... Look at the instruments, see? And that's going to cause you to have this, this patience, and, and this is going to cause you to count it all joy. It didn't say it was joy. It's not joyful when you're hurting, when you're in pain, when it looks like you're going under. It, it, it doesn't look like it's joy. But he said count it joy. That means to consider it joy. When you fall into various trials, we went into, this is how we, got off last week. Temptations, trials, tests. That's, that's what this means. And no temptation 
that's taken you, but such as is common to man. No temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. In other words, it, it happens to all of us. The trials of life happen to us all. Okay? Now, the Bible says, let me give you a test. Let no one say when he's tempted. I'm tempted by who? God. God does not tempt us with evil. Now, go to last week and get that. If iTunes is updated, see, you can get the messages free on iTunes. So you can head over to iTunes and search for, I think it's under Winning with Al Jennings, or, or just get that. Get the app and from the app store, and there's a section for a little radio thing, I think it is, and click it, and you get all the messages for free. Y'all like free? All right. So we know the trials don't come from God. We got that straight. So what do you do? Consider it joy. That don't make no sense. We walk by faith, not by sight. See, you, you, you don't praise God for the thing that the devil brought. But you can always have praise on your lips because, see, we praise him in the midst of the storm. The Bible doesn't say to thank God for everything. Well, the Bible says thank God for everything. No, it says in everything. Ah, see, so in it, I give God thanks. In the midst of the storm, in the midst of the sickness, in the midst of the financial difficulty, in the midst of the dark area of my life, in the midst of family turmoil and confusion. What do you do? <laughs> see, okay, so, so no, this is where repentance comes in, see. It's a good thing when, 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 you, when you're exercised by it. If you read Hebrews 12, it talks about that. See, when, when, you, when you're when, when you receive the chastening of the Lord, see, you change your mind about what to do when you're dealing with it. Because some people, they have peace. See, and, and you hear a lot about peace during this Christmas season, but a lot of people don't understand peace because they think that peace is the absence of adversity. Uh-uh. Peace in season and out of season because peace is within. It's having it's having peace in the midst of the storm. Yeah. Like Jesus in the back of the boat when it was storming right. and all the disciples were freaking out. Right. Right. Master, don't you care that we're perishing? Jesus' commandment to them was to go to the other side. He didn't say nothing about perishing. He said, go to the other side and went to sleep. How are you going to sleep through a storm? Jesus, Jesus gave us a picture of rest. Watch how he does it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. How is Jesus when you're going through something? If he's frustrated, we got a problem. Houston, we got a problem. 
You'll never go to Jesus. And he said, man, I, that is hard. I, I, I don't even know if I can help you with that. Can you imagine? You, you laughed. See, you laughed at that. But when are we going to understand that as Jesus is, so am I? Am I identifying with this, with this problem or am I identifying with Jesus? How's he doing? How's he doing in this storm I'm in? Where is he in my storm? Right there in the boat with you. I want to have the same attitude in the boat as he has. I don't want to think and believe different than he's believing. I'm doing better preaching than what you're saying, amen, and I'm, uh, I'm listening to it myself. I'm getting blessed. I'm getting blessed. I said, I'm getting blessed. Maybe I'm talking to the wrong people. Maybe y'all never been through nothing. What do you do? Count it. Joy. Joy shows up on your face. I got joy. <laughs> I'll stay here as long as I want. As long as I, I'm, I'm not going to stop until people stop coming up to me after you preach. Like, you know, people come up, people come up to I know sometimes people just don't know what to say. Sometimes they just, Pastor, you doing all right? Am I doing all right? What do you want me to say? After preaching this? Man, I'm frustrated. Even if, even if I was frustrated, I wouldn't tell you. You understand? I stood up here hurting. I stood up here about ready to fall apart in the natural. Y'all just didn't know it. I got up here when my marriage was on the rocks. Maybe one day I'll tell it. <laughs> Pastor, you? Yeah. I got up here not, not knowing what to do. But my eyes are on you. Sometimes it's just important to know one thing. He's going to bring me out. So, see, I, I, I know. I mean, I, I know. I told somebody. I've been, it's been five years, but I've, I've been 25 years old. Five years ago seemed like a long time, but it, it, wasn't, it wasn't that long ago when I wasn't pastoring. 
You know, God blessed me with a nice home. I have a wonderful home. I have a wonderful home. And, and, and um, I mean, I, I, I got a lake view. I'm not bragging on myself. I'm bragging on Jesus. I mean, I can just look out to the lake and I have people coming to my house and say, you know, if I, I, I just sit here all day and look, look at the lake. And, uh, but there was a time when they, I was living in an apartment on 79th and Harcourt in Indianapolis when I was learning about this right here, but I wasn't well developed in it. I was, I was learning it, speaking it, came home from work, and they had evicted me from my apartment. I wasn't expecting it. I knew I was behind, but when I got home, I knew it. I knew, uh, I knew it was real because they had taken all my stuff and, and put it out on the lawn and had a rope around it. So don't come to me talk, talking about, well, Pastor, you know, it's easy for you to say. Listen, I had to walk through this stuff. I'm not, I'm not saying I arrived, I arrived yet. I'm still growing and still learning. There's more prosperity and victory for me. See, the rest of your life is the best of your life. You not you may not be able to see it now with the, the natural eye, but you got to look with the eye of faith and see. You got to see with a different set of eyes. You cannot, and it's the only way that you could get here is by looking under Jesus. Because otherwise, if you've had a bad past, and if your past has been horrible, and I'm, I'm not denying that, I'm not telling you that that's not real. I, I may not have gone through what you've gone through, but, but we've got a Savior who knows everything that you're going through. The Bible says he was all points. He said, we, we don't have a high priest that cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like we are yet without sin. So he knows what you're going through. But it's going to take Jesus to separate you from your past because sometimes people are, are looking at their future and trying to determine what their future is going to be based on their past. Well, it never works out for me. I know that it's, things are just going to fall apart because that's the way, it, that's the way it always happens. I'm not going to believe in people because people have let me down. People have just disappointed me. So I know it's just going to be the same old, same old. And if you do that, you, you can't determine your future based on your past because what you could do is you can miss out on opportunities where God has people that God places in your life, which is his favor, but you're looking at them like them people that jacked you up in the past. You could miss an opportunity. And the answer is not to run. People would try to run from their problems. Years ago, there, there was a thing. Everybody wanted to go to Atlanta. I'm going to Atlanta. A lot of people just copycat people. They, somebody went to Atlanta, and they, 
Oh, this, that's the gold and the new gold rush. Everybody's in Atlanta. You go to Atlanta. Then you go. But see, if 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 you if you don't deal with your issues now, see, when you get to Atlanta, the issue gonna be there because you there. You can't run away from yourself. So just face the problem right where you are with the, with the eyes of faith. And don't let circumstances determine, uh, don't make long-term decisions based on short-term situations that you come again. You know what I mean by that? One of the, going back to enemy number three, but you can't sit there and look at a bunch of stuff that blows up in your face and determine, well, I, 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 need, I, I need to do this, I need to do that, I need to do that because these things are happening. No, the only thing you need to do is what the Lord says to do. What's in your heart? Don't make decisions based on circumstances. I told somebody this. I said, if I was to make a decision based on circumstances, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't, I didn't tell them this, I wouldn't be married. But I told them this, I wouldn't even be, I wouldn't pastor a church. You know how many times I feel, I feel like quitting? See? But you got to realize who's trying to make you quit. <laughs> See, if you don't know that, you're going to say, well, you know, look at all this stuff happening. I, qu- I just quit. That's an easy thing to do. Just in the natural. You know how many people, they, they have attempted to do something and they fail over and over and over and over and over again but then they they kept going and they persevered and they end up inventing something great and boy this man Christians are notorious for just quitting giving up just some little thing happened and just quit Well, that didn't work. Well, keep going. Find something that does work. Wasn't that Einstein they asked him, and, he, you know, he, he invented the, uh, came up with the idea of the light bulb after the 1,000th time? I get Einstein Edison mixed up. Thomas Edison. And uh, so Edison... They said, uh, "Don't you? Did you get? Didn't you get discouraged after trying nine hundred some odd times?" He said, "No." He said, "Every time I failed, I was one step closer to the solution." <laughs> what if he had quit after the hundredth time? At one, what num? What number would it, would you have quit at? Don't say nothing. We got lights today because of what if he just said, now if he wouldn't have been, somebody else would have. But he just kept going. Some of y'all five times, oh man. Now, think about it. This is something that never existed before. But he just kept going, kept going, kept going, kept going, kept going. Because 
For somebody like that, I, I, didn't, know, I didn't know that, that gentleman. You know, I, I wasn't, I mean, he's before my time. Peggy knew it, but I, I didn't. <laughs> so you, 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 you had, he had to have, he had to have his eye on the prize. He, he, he had to have something. Otherwise, I mean, right, you just can't, something that never existed before. Think about that, like a light bulb. It's like, he's, he's like, okay, I'm going to keep going, keep going, keep, because he knew there was just something, this, 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 can be, this can work. But look at what we've got. We've got the finished work of Jesus and our healing is already done. Our prosperity is already done. So it's not a matter of if, it's only a matter of time. So I need to be patient. And I need to count in joy and keep my eye on the prize. What did God put on my heart? And I got to keep that in front of me. I know God wanted me to start this business. And I know that, that, that God put this on my heart. And, and it's already blessed. It's already prosperous because the Lord's hand is on it. That's what Joseph had to do when he, when he was sold out by his own family and he left in a pit and he was left uh, uh, for, for uh, slave trade. His own family. His father thought he was dead because of what his brothers led him to believe. Sold into slavery, butt naked on a slave block, and Potiphar bought him. Went in Potiphar's house. What, he didn't allow the, the negative circumstances and situations. Anybody been butt naked and sold into tr slavery? What you going through? What you complaining about? He didn't allow those situations to get to cause him to get bitter. He got better, and he he found himself in the in the best. He rose to the top of every place he was as a slave in Potiphar's house. The, the Bible says before he did anything that Joseph was a successful man, and it tells us why, because the Lord was with him. That was before he did anything, the Bible says the Lord was with him. And when the Lord is with you, see, see, when you understand, when you're conscious of the glory of God, which is God's good opinion of you. You exude, you know, you're, you're crowned, which means you're encom encompassed with glory and honor. That's something, when you're encompassed, it's something on the inside working itself out, and you got this aura around you, and things just work, and people around you get lifted, and people listen to you because you've got a weightiness behind your words. And everything prospers in your hand. And that's what happened to Joseph. The Bible says that Potiphar saw that the Lord had prospered everything in his hand. He saw that everything prospered in his hand. And it was the Lord that caused that to happen. As a slave. And he ended up over everything in Potiphar's house. Potiphar trusted him with everything. Then Potiphar's wife rose up. Because that anointing makes you attractive. You understand? 
See, you think I'm just good looking because it's just I was born that way. It was because the Lord. <laughs> See, amen. So, <laughs> Ashley Barnett, I, my wife will tell you, Ashley Barnett set her up, wanted want to help her get into modeling. And so now she's got a contract. My wife's got a contract to model. Went to, went to, uh, Amen. Went to Indianapolis, dr drove her there, dropped her off at the talent agency. And um, they said, she has had her appointments checked in. She said, who's that with you? Well, that's my husband. So, well, we'd rather see him. I said, but, I said, no. I said, no. I said, no. This is her, this is her time. I'm going I'm to just go. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna slip out, amen. I don't have time for that right now, amen. It's because the Lord is with me. That's why. Now y'all y'all know I'm y'all know I'm joking, but see, he's attractive. Part of his wife tried wanted to sleep with her, with him, and they were alone, and uh, she uh, went and grabbed his garment or whatever, coat, something he had on, and uh, so she thought she had some evidence, because he ran up out of there. He said, I can't, I can't sin against God. See, on the inside, you know right from wrong. This is, Joseph lived before the law. How did he know it was sin? He had an internal compass. See, the Lord was with him. And so he ran out, but she accused him of rape. It was false, but he got thrown into the jail. Falsely accused. How many of y'all would have quit then? Well, if the Lord was with me, why is all this stuff happening? Israel had that mindset. Well, if the Lord is with us, where are, all the, where are all the miracles? See, stop asking yourself, well, why, 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 why? Just understand the Lord is with me. Ain't. I can pick, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't. Y'all young folks don't know nothing about them pigs. Uh, I'll tell you that another time. Ain't. Say, ain't. ain't. So he's in jail. He's in jail. Do you know, where did, where did the Lord go? He's right there with him. You know, the jailer put him in command of all the rest, uh, of, of all the prisoners. And because he interpreted this, this dream that the, 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 the um, Pharaoh, none of his astrologers and magicians could in interpret and they end up end up interpreting that dream and what happened everybody say glory to God glory so what happened he ended up second in command of all of Egypt only Pharaoh was over him he riding a Bentley Or, 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 or 
dollars, whatever. It, well, well, Pastor, they don't say that. Well, he had the second baddest chariot in the whole land. That's what it said. <laughs> I'm just translating into today's language. Second baddest ride in a in a whole land, man. Joseph was a bad dude, man. But look at what he had to persevere through. Can you believe we're still on this verse? Count it all joy. I can say, man, I can be joyful. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm out of time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're here today,